All right, welcome back. It is December 2nd and we're continuing the magic and mayhem of our GRTV Christmas calendar. This isn't Banks. You may notice this, this is actually Rasmus. Rasmus, the delightful man from Denmark, mm -hmm. is going to tell us and talk to us today about PCs. Particularly, what games what we're looking to forward to. But first, let's talk about the format. Let's yeah. talk about PCs. Where are we at at the moment with the PC market? PC is in probably the best place it's been in mm. ages. You know, when, when this, cons this uh, console generation started, um, there was the longest while where PC was pretty much this, you know, this sort of second-rate format mm -hmm. that got bad ports and everybody was focusing on console because that's where all the sales were. But as the generation has been dragging on, suddenly PC has become this high-end gaming market where, you know, you get experiences that are both different from what you get on consoles and when you get the same games, they look much better on PC. So. You know, there's this cliche about the PC gaming master race, <laughs> but it really hasn't felt more appropriate than it does right now. Except that point. Yeah, but it feels like basically PCs being downgraded by other console ports. Yeah, well, it, it used to be like that, but, mm. but now, you know, PC is the lead platform for a lot of games. Mm. And the definitive, the definitive versions of many games are coming on the PC. Even though there is a console port, the console port always feels, often feels inferior now. Yeah. So PC is, you know, probably the place to be, to put it in a cliche Cliché, but obviously the benefits aren't just graphical. There's a lot more to PC that uh, you won't see on consoles, or not see as much at the moment. Obviously, yeah, like there's stuff like modding, of course, mm -hmm. <coughs> where, you know, given the proper tools being available, people are sort of free to modify or change the game or build new games within the games, you know, there's yeah. varying sorts of research. You get everything from like small things, or internet interface improvements, to great big things like total remakes or total conversions where you have stuff like uh, Black Mesa, for example, yeah. remake of Half-Life yeah, 1. Perfect. Um, and then there's also the whole free-to-play thing, uh, where you get games like League of Legends and Tribes Ascend, and I think the new Planet side is free-to-play mm -hmm. as well, You know, where there's a sort of, what you might call a, a trauma or something attached to the, <laughs> the free-to-play term, where people think, okay, well, the guy who spends the most money in that game will win. That's not actually the case in a lot of games. So there are some really, really good free-to-play games out there that you know at least matches, sometimes surpasses the multiplayer components you get in, play, in the paid games. Well, talk us through a couple of games then. What well, sort of top three? Top three games. If you've got a PC, what you need to get this Christmas? If, if we're looking only at PC exclusive games, yeah. Hotline Miami, uh, which I've been talking about at length, is probably my favorite. At length, yeah, at length. But oh my god, Nothing that game else. is so amazingly good. Yeah. And also, it's also a brilliant showcase of the, you know the advantages the PC has because when you're on console, you pretty much have to only make big budget titles because mm -hmm. you have licensing costs and you know all that stuff. So putting out a small indie game just out of nowhere is pretty hard on console. Whereas PC, you can do whatever you want. Um, and Hotline Miami is a great example of this. There's no way that game would ever pass Nintendo certification because <laughs> it's just too goddamn violent. But PC, we don't care. So, and for those who don't know, Highline Miami is this... Yeah, I think you should fill in the details. Yeah, it, it's Some a, people maybe haven't heard your uh, my, my, my exhaustive rants and about, passionate yeah. rants about Hot, Hotline Miami is a sort of 80s inspired, both aesthetically and technologically, um, top-down, really violent action game where you're this guy who gets messages on his answering machine telling him to go kill people, and then he does it, puts on a rubber mask, and then you murder the living crap out of everybody. And this is this is a game where I've heard that life expectancy is about 10 seconds. <laughs> this game is harder than Super Meat Boy. Uh, <laughs> you will die a lot. You will die constantly, and then 
as soon as you're dead, you hit R for restart, and then you're going the same second. You know, it, it is a game that doesn't punish you for dying. It, it, it's not, you know, punishingly hard. Mm. You'll just die a lot, and then you'll figure out, oh, okay, maybe I should try something different here, and then... In the end, when you finally nail all those 20 guys with shotguns and you just have a knife and, you know, it feels so good. Okay, so again, you should only experience on PC. Well, you pretty much only can experience on <laughs> PC, but, but, but yes, you should. If you have a PC, this is a game to get, and it's also dirt cheap. So. Okay, so going from that end of the scale all the way over to all the way over graphical marvels. Yeah. Only available on PC. If we're still talking PC exclusives. You know, um, and you want the other end of scale. Pro something like Guild Wars 2 mm -hmm. is, you know, it's the biggest MMO launch this year. There's been quite a few, but this one was probably the biggest. Barring, I think Star Wars came out last year. Yeah, yeah. It did. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Star Wars crashed and burned yeah. pretty much, whereas Guild Wars has been, you know, keeping the torch high. Um, they've been doing something different with the MMO genre, which is a nice touch, you know, or a breath of fresh air because. Mm -hmm. For the past few years, everybody has been trying to copy World of Warcraft, pretty much, yeah. um, to varying degrees. Whereas, the Guild Wars developers arena—they're all a bunch of ex-Blizzard guys. They, some of them worked on Diablo, some of them probably worked on World of Warcraft. They got—they wanted to do something different, at least. So, the game moves away from that really cliched structure that most MMOs have, where some NPC will have a question mark over his head and that tells you, "Hey, I have a task for you. Okay, go kill twenty wolves hunting my." Cowfield or whatever, and then you go and kill those, and you go back, and then you get a reward, and it's frightfully boring. <laughs> um, Guild Wars tries to build this sort of real, believable world where, you know, events, quests just sort of appear before you. In mm -hmm. a way, like, okay, you'll see some guys attacking a bridge, maybe I should stop those guys attacking those bridges. If you don't, the bridge will be gone, mm -hmm. and if you do, you save the day. So. Feels wholly natural. Yeah, that, the, the, yeah well, that's yeah. the goal. You know, mm. sometimes it feels less natural than this, but but mostly, at know, least they're trying. They're, they're trying, trying to do something different, which and is a big they're thing. succeeding uh, large part of the way. Cool. Last but not least, um, Torchlight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Why? Because you know, um, it's a Diablo clone, mm -hmm. but everybody has Diablo, mm -hmm. or some people were disappointed in Diablo. Torchlight is a game for people who didn't feel like Diablo three was Diablo enough. Um, <laughs> or, or for the people who are just on a budget, yes. or for, you know, for anyone who enjoys a good loot hunt and a good dungeon crawl, because Torchlight really is that. It takes everything that was good about Diablo 2 and puts it into a sort of more modern packaging. Um, so yeah, so people have picked up Diablo 3, went, eh. yeah, shift their yeah. money, they, shift their time over to this. This is just going to Torchlight 2, and even you know, the people who like Diablo 3 will probably like it as well, even though they're pretty different in some ways, but Cool. Excellent. Well, again, thanks very much indeed for the recommendations. Um, well, that's us for the show. We're going to shift on to our regular indie darling, as well as Emily, about the competition. So one game I uh, played recently, which I really, really love, and I hope you guys play it out there, is Dear Esther. It's a 45 minutes experience where you just walk, you can not interact with everything, but the visuals and the, the journey is absolutely great. I really recommend it if you have a 45, hour, 45 hours, 45 minutes left to, to enjoy a really different and a nice experience. A game of dwarves. Build a glorious dungeon fit for a dwarf king. Mine for crucial ore and valuable minerals to build your dwarven empire. Feed your hungry dwarves and furnish their rooms with dwarven wares. 
construct grand halls adorned with precious gems. But beware of the dangerous beasts lurking in the underworld. Hi, I'm Emily, and that was the trailer for Game of Dwarves. Today's question is, what is the name of the dwarven member of the Fellowship in Lord of the Rings? If you think you know the answer, write us an email at xmas at gamereactor.eu. Make sure we get your email before 12 noon tomorrow, Central European time, for a chance to win 5 Steam codes for Game of Dwarves. Good luck!